Hi, my name is Dr. Sarah Adams. I am a board-certified pediatrician, but I'm not your pediatrician. Feel free to use my podcast as helpful information, but in no way do I intend my podcast to replace the advice of your physician. Your physician knows you and is in the best position to provide medical advice. Hello, and welcome to Growing Up with Dr. Sarah. You know, this is one of my favorite times of year, and you might all think that, or maybe there's some people out there that are a little stressed during this time, and I understand that, and I hear you, but in all, it's really one of the most wonderful times of year. And I really want to talk today about a couple subjects. They're going to be a little bit different, but I think both really important when it comes to our family and especially our children. One is safety. So I'm a, I always said I'm a safety girl. I'm very conscious or try to be at least, right? Never said I was perfect about you know, making sure things were always safe, either in the home, in the car, or, you know, when we're visiting people or on vacations, etc. And the hustle and bustle of the holidays can be really fun and exciting. However, when you start to mix in holiday decorations, travel, parties, cold weather, (laughs) all those things can pose threats to kids. So how do we keep them safe? Well, I'd like for you to join me. And while I'm going through these safety tips, look around the room and let's go and do this together as we kind of look around and see what are some things that could pose a threat and how do we prevent it? So pretend or if you're pretend like you're sitting in your living room or family room, or maybe you already are. And let's look around the room, as I said, and let's look at the tree. So if you went out and you bought a real tree, which is so special, you want to make sure that there's plenty of water. You need to check it regularly, which is so important. They are so beautiful. They smell so good great. But if they're not watered regularly, needles can dry out and can be a fire hazard. And this is a real threat. Now, let's say you buy an artificial tree. If you bought an artificial tree, make sure that it's fire retardant, you know, or (laughs) yeah, that it's made of fire retardant material. Um, Because you don't want the artificial tree to catch on fire either. And you want to make sure either way that the stand is flat on the ground. And you want to make sure too, that you decorate the tree to equal distribution weight. You know, let me tell you, there was one Christmas. Oh my gosh, we decorated that tree and we must not have either done a good job of weight distribution of all our ornaments and decorations, or we didn't have it in the tree stand very well because this tree fell over on a regular basis, which is a little scary when you've got, I think my kids at that time were one and five and, you know, just us, if one of them grabbed an ornament or even walked by, Oh my goodness. And I hate to admit it, it fell on one of the kids, but luckily they didn't get hurt. No one was hurt in this process. 
But it fell so many times that I hate to admit it on Christmas Day when it fell again. We basically said, that's it. We took all the ornaments off and we put dragged the tree out to the front yard, much to the dismay of my neighbor, who, by the way, for some reason didn't like it in my front yard and decided that he was going to move it to his backyard until it was Christmas tree pickup day. So learned the lessons learned are weight distribution, a nice flat surface, a flat on the ground for the stand. And we want to prevent fires by not, you know, having a non-fire retardant material on our on our fake tree, but also to make sure that you're watering your real tree regularly. All right. Now that we've kind of managed the tree, I also want to mention when it comes to the tree is the ornaments. So you don't want to put any ornaments on the tree that could potentially break or could have like sharp edges or anything that could pose uh, a harm or safety to a child on the lower parts of the tree. If you want to put them up high, especially if they're really important to you, just anything that the child can reach, you want to make sure is not something that can harm them. And make sure, too, that you pick the right kind of lights for any of your Christmas decorating. You know, you want to make sure that they are approved. And you want to make sure, too, that they don't get too hot where they could pose a threat in possibly causing a fire hazard. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. So purchase lights should have a UL listed mark, which certifies that they've been tested and uh, meet the safety standards. Now, you got to plug your tree in, right? So you want to make sure that you use power strips that are built-in circuit breakers and avoid putting too many plugs in one electrical outlet and keep cords out of the way and make sure that your unused electrical outlets are covered. Because I don't know about you, but my toddlers loved the electrical outlets. I, I feel like anytime we go anywhere and there's an electrical outlet that is not covered, that it's like they've got like a radar. Children have like a radar to those electrical outlets. And so we want to make sure that you cover anything that's uncovered. You want to be very careful about, you know, like I said, not having too many plugs in, in, one, uh, in one outlet. So keeping decorations out of reach of children, not just on the tree, but in other areas of your room. And if they are on the wall or leaning against the wall, make sure they're secured. It's really important because some of those some of those decorations, including some ornaments, can be small enough that it, it could cause a choking hazard. Here's a really good tip when it comes to toys to it or decorations. If the object is small enough to fit through a toilet paper tube, it can obstruct the airway of a child. I was like, wow, when I learned that and I, you know, use it to help with parents in my practice, I thought that seems pretty big, but it's true. And so when you're looking around the room and you're looking at your decorations or parts of your decorations or ornaments, you want to make sure it can't be broken apart easily. And if it can fit through that paper tube, it is a hazard to your child. 
you want to make sure that you closely supervise your child, no matter what. I mean, that goes without saying, right? You're probably looking at me and thinking, okay, yeah, she went to medical school for four years and did residency just to be able to tell me that. But you know, when it comes to all these decorations, you're not used to having them around the house. And so you're that kind of peripheral vision that you have, you know, looking out the side eye. My mom always said she had eyes behind her head. Whatever it is that you do to make sure that your kids are safe while trying to accomplish some of your tasks might change because you've got all these new things around for the child to look at. I think it's awesome when kids help with decorations. It is such a great family thing to do together. But when you're handling lighting, when you're handling ornaments, especially anything that's breakable, you really want to make sure you're paying attention and that you're watching what your kids are doing. So again, when it comes to going back to those small pieces, you want to keep a special eye on those. And not just with decorations, but toys. You know, there's a lot of electronic toys, which are great for older kids, but they can post a potential danger for younger kids, especially curious siblings. So batteries shaped like discs or what we call button batteries, not only can a child choke on that, but it also can cause a lot of corrosion and harm within their system inside. In fact, unlike swallowing a penny, for example, a battery is not something that you would just wait until it got through the system. This is something that would have to be physically removed from the child to prevent harm. So we know they're in the electronics. We know they're there. They could be in some of the toys that even your younger child plays with. So be aware. And you want to make sure, okay, well, yeah, it's. I'm not going to leave a button battery around, Dr. Sarah. Well, Make sure, too, that the toy, no matter what it is, is that the batteries can't easily be taken out. You know, these little fingers are very, very good at taking things apart. So make sure that the batteries are secure in there so that they can't get in touch, you know, get get their little hands on them. When you are purchasing toys, you know, it's always a challenge because uh, you read, you know, this is for 12 and up. This is one to three, blah, blah, blah. But read the directions carefully, read the box, and you decide if it's appropriate for your child. I mean, you want to look for the age-appropriate toys. But even though it says, you know, this is approved for a certain age, check it and make sure that, hey, is this also something that I think would be good for my own child and their you know, their little wisdom that they have and making sure that they're safe. One of the other things too, if we're sitting in our warm, cozy living room or family room and, you know, we're looking at our beautiful safe tree that we just talked about and look around the room and what do I see are candles. So, you want to keep lit holiday candles at least 12 inches away from anything that can burn. And don't forget to blow them out when you leave the room or you go to sleep. So it's important. Maybe you've got a candle lit and you decide to go 
into another room to play or to do something different, please blow it out, even though you're still home. And don't leave the child alone in the room with any lighted candles, matches, lighters, fireplaces, anything that has a source of flame or heat. Even though, like, especially those lighters, again, those little hands, they're pretty smart. And I I do think that they could figure out how, how to turn it on. And it looks like a toy. It looks like something fun to play with. So you want to be very careful about that. And uh, especially, you know, this holiday season, because we, we do like to light candles and love the, the scents and things like that. I would consider buying the flameless ones, which are always a a good idea, especially if you have small children. All right. Now, one of my favorite things about the holidays, other than the beautiful decorations, is the holiday food. I mean, who doesn't enjoy all of those things? And even the little holiday cocktails sometimes that we like to enjoy this time of year. And I want to remind people to be careful because we're talking about burns, right? Talking about burns in regards to candles or any source of heat, etc. But remember that kids can also be burned by hot liquids or hot food. I had a patient, bless their heart, this little child was able to reach up and grab the handle of a pot that was on the stove. So and burned himself, which was so tragic and so easy to prevent. And so I want to remind you, if you're cooking and your children are around, try to use the back burner and make sure that you're turning the handles away so that they cannot reach them. Put away food also that is being unused and especially alcohol that's being unused as well. I can't think of any safety caps that alcohol has on it. So I would be very mindful of that. And of course, you know, you do, if you do drink alcohol, please drink responsibly and do not drink and drive. So I'm not condoning, you know, the holiday spirits, but I'm just saying if you're going to partake, it is something you do have to think about, especially when you have children at any age, and uh, that could pose a threat. So let me see, what else is in my living room that we need to be careful about? Ah, there's my mistletoe. Well, mistletoe, holly berries, poinsettias, those are also toxic. I know we're talking about some really great things and it's like, oh man, Dr. Sarah, you're kind of ruining my holiday uh, cheer right now. Well, no, I want to make sure that everybody's safe this holiday season and we don't want to be in the emergency room with our kids, let alone, you know, obviously and pose any harm to them first and foremost. So, By keeping mistletoe, berries, poinsettias out of reach, you know, then we don't, we're going to feel good about having them around and we don't pose any threat from the toxicity from ingesting those, uh, those types of things that look so beautiful. Also, when you're placing gifts under the tree, make sure that you don't place any gifts that have glass 
perfume or cologne or any poisonous substance or sharp objects because I don't know about you, but they might consider opening it before Christmas. So these are just a few of some tips to make sure that you do have happy holidays. We always hear people say, happy holidays, and I want you to be happy this holiday and not be concerned. So it only takes a few minutes to look around the room, as I mentioned, and 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 make these small adjustments so that your kids are safe. Now, another thing that we want to think about is, you know, when they go outside, we want to make sure that they're dressed properly for the weather, you know, hands, feet, heads, which I know can be a challenge sometimes because either you have a wiggly toddler that isn't going to be very cooperative or an older child who says, I don't need a hat. I don't need gloves, etc. So, do your best on this one. Know your child, know the weather, know their needs. You just want to make sure, especially that if they're going out for winter activities such as sledding, skiing, snowboarding, ice skating, any of those activities, that they also have the correct safety gear. You know, carefully inspecting your home and taking care of any safety hazards can definitely ensure that you and your child have a happy and safe season. Now, I've just mentioned all of these things about what you should do with your home. But remember that homes that you visit might not be childproof. So you want to keep an eye out for dangerous spots like unlocked cabinets, unattended purses, accessible cleaning or laundry products, stairways, hot radiators, on and on, on, you know, plugs that aren't covered. When you go to visit friends or family over this holiday season, you've got to take some extra precautions to be sure your child is safe and that they're healthy. And so this is very important too. You want to kind of scope and just don't take your eyes off of them and, and make sure they're not unattended. You know, maybe your friend likes to light candles or grandma does or somebody that you're visiting. So, you know, don't be afraid to, to ask if they could put, put it out of the child's reach be kind and gentle about it, and I'm sure that they would feel horrible if anything happened. Now, let's say you're going out. Maybe you're attending a holiday party, and you've got a babysitter. Make sure you have important phone numbers um, that the babysitter might need just in case, like the police, the fire department, your pediatrician, and most importantly, maybe, is the National Poison Helpline. Laminating these will help prevent it from being torn or damaged, and you can use it over and over again. I'm going to give you the poison helpline right now on the podcast, so feel free to write it down. You can look it up very easily, too, or rewind later and, and come back and, and pick it up. But it's 1-800-222-1222. It's pretty easy. You might even be able to memorize it. Hopefully, you'll never have to call. We were talking about making sure your child is dressed appropriately for the outdoors. But, you know, you do want to be careful when they're riding in their car seat. So when they're in the car seat, first of all, you want to make sure they're in an appropriate car seat booster. Or if they're old enough, a seat belt. 
in cold weather, children's car seats, it does pose um, a hazard to them or a threat to them for possible injury if they're wearing their thick coat or snowsuit. So in this cold weather, children in car seats should be wearing thin layers, but to keep them cold, I mean, keep them warm, (laughs) opposite, keep them warm. You want to put a blanket over top the harness straps if if you need it if it's if it's cold enough and remember no thick coats or snowsuits in their booster seat or car seat or even seat belt if appropriate. Don't forget adults you got to buckle up too and again my other plug about no driving under the influence of alcohol. Traveling, visiting family members, getting presents, shopping, other holiday events can increase your child's stress level too. So try to stick to your child's routine as best as you can. And this includes sleep schedules and timing of naps. This for sure is going to help you and your child enjoy the holidays and reduce stress. Well, I want you to have a safe and happy holiday, but there's another topic I'd like to shift gears to, and that is ways that children can give back over the holiday season. You know, it's so wonderful that we are blessed and bliss filled with delicious food and a plethora of toys. Your kids deserve the holiday magic, but all kids do. And helping your child create a little magic for another child that is less fortunate is a huge gift for everyone involved. So teaching your child to create a little holiday magic for someone else, I guarantee they will remember this more than any present they had under the tree. It is a little tough, though, finding an appropriate giving project. It can present a challenge because different age groups of your child can make a big difference. And many charities, they basically would have rather have money instead of time or items. But don't stress. You don't have to come up with grand gestures. Just work with your kids on a few small holiday give backs. So here's here's some that I want to suggest to you. Number one, how cool would it be to send holiday cards to those serving in the military? And basically, they're, they're away from home. We know that. It's so simple for a child to create a holiday card. Or even if you have one at home, go right ahead and just have them color in it, draw in it. So simple. And Red Cross, which is, you know, community-based, so I recommend you contact your local chapter. And they will give you information on how to participate in this. Um, It's called American Red Cross Holiday Mail for Heroes program. And such an easy thing to do, but it has an amazing impact. We always want our kids to appreciate all of the things that they have. I'll tell you, that 
can be hard sometimes, but also this time of year, I think, is one of the easiest times of year to teach them about gratitude and love and appreciation. And so providing some hand-on experiences can be really helpful and teach them so much about giving. Fighting hunger is and food insecurity is a real problem in this country. And kids helping other kids, oh, I'll tell you, it warms my heart. A popular, you know, volunteer activity we know is preparing or serving foods like in a soup kitchen. However, with kids, this can pose safety risk, especially for young kids, because, you know, there's hot surfaces, there's sharp knives. I remember one Christmas, we went to a church and my kids were middle school age, but they had a very strict rule that the kids, you know, under 18 were not allowed to serve. And so, you know what they did? They helped packaging to go cookies. They helped, you know, filling cups with lemonade and water that other people were serving. So, check around because even though they might not be old enough to be actually serving the food, there might be some prep work. Sometimes different uh, community projects have ability to, you know, where you're putting like bags together with sandwiches, etc. Or maybe even, um, you know, helping with a food drive where you're boxing up different cans and things which are safe that they can be putting together for families to come pick up. And I'll tell you, they, the kids will learn so much and realize that not everybody has all of the things that they have. This holiday season, I just really strive to try to do what I can to make sure no child goes hungry. And this is such a great way and for you to find kid-friendly ways for your kids to have the ability to provide for others. Now, this doesn't just stop with uh, people. How cool would it be for your kids to make treats for dogs that are in shelters, for example? And some of these treats can be easily done. I'm sure you've all heard of Rachel Ray. She's got uh, pumpkin dog treats that only require like four ingredients and take about 30 to 40 minutes to make. Other things, too, is, is you know, becoming creative and, and simply making toys that the, that the dogs can um, play with. For example, like braiding new socks or t-shirts, of course, new ones, for example, so that it becomes a toy as long as they can't, you know, tear it up and swallow it. But I think your kids will love knowing that they've done something for one of our furry friends that is in a shelter, for example. Let's say you've got uh, older kids And they were young athletes growing up, and they've outgrown some of their equipment. So maybe have your kids gather up their old but still usable gear gear, and donate it to an organization that collects and distributes used equipment to kids in need throughout the world. That's pretty easy, right? And guess what? You get to purge some of those items that you've been talking about getting rid of for a long time. I always had some fun with my kids every year. 
We had a manger, and when they did good deeds, they were able to put straw in the manger. Let's think about how we can do this and also give back. So why don't we teach our kids about the importance of earning and giving? How do you do this? Well, you can assign your kids some chores, pay them a small amount, and tell them that half their earnings would go to a charity of their choice, even if it's not one that you would choose. I guarantee not only will you get a lot done around the house, but they'll enjoy the importance of giving from their own earnings. Other simple things that you can do are just simple acts of kindness. You know, doing good together has been something that we try to tell people to do year round. But don't underestimate that just showing appreciation to someone can make a big difference. Some ideas could even be just writing an uplifting sidewalk chalk message, leaving a thank you note for the trash collectors or mail, 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 um, (laughs) thank you, mail carriers, and just to brighten their day. I know that when you smile at somebody, they'll undoubtedly smile back at you. And when kids can show appreciation to some of the simple things that make such a big difference in our life, they'll come to appreciate it too. And one other thing is, you know, you can also help a child rediscover the lost art of letter writing. Now, obviously, they have to be old enough to be able to write, but they could draw a picture or color. And one of the wonderful things that you can do for that is send them to, um, you know, maybe an, an old folks home. That's what we used to call it when I was growing up, but an assisted living or even I know right now still with safety measures, you might not be able to visit, but let's say you do have a family member or relative just going to visit if allowed can really brighten somebody's holiday. But it could be fun that you could, you know, come up with some letters or make your own cards, kind of like I mentioned with the uh, military, and then take them to an assisted living. It will brighten these uh, people that live there so much. Connecting with elderly friends, you know, can, can make such an impact for you and for that person. And it could even be like, maybe you've got somebody that lives alone and maybe you want to create a meal for them or a small package of, of goodies and having the child, you know, bring that, um, to them again would make such a world of difference. I just want to remind you though, while you're doing this, have fun while doing good. You know, make the kids feel great about what they're doing. These couple simple ideas really don't take much um, work to do. And you want to do something that obviously fits in, but enjoy it. Don't make it just another chore or just another thing on your to-do list during this holiday season. Show kids how to give and how it feels to give and, you know, show their love for others during this holiday season. And Santa and elf hats are optional.
I want to leave you guys with a quote from Amy Weatherly. We're all busy this season, but we're not too busy to be kind, caring, and patient. Remember, the best thing you could give someone this season is love. Thank you again for following me on Growing Up with Dr. Sarah. I really appreciate, especially during this holiday season, all that are with me and listening and growing up together. Remember to listen to wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just a couple. And let's grow up together.